Hey, Who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 121. Woohoo! One day, I shall come back. Oh dear, we are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. But the trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with light. Purple, green, brilliant yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take Bottle tops off with these. Howdy, 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 do who fans, and welcome to episode 121. I was gonna, for some reason in my head, then I was gonna kick into uh, coming coming to you from somewhere in the middle of nowhere, but that's yours, isn't it? Yeah, that's my tagline, but yours is really similar. We always we haven't used that for years. Now, what is it coming for you from somewhere in time and space? I think, or? I think so, from some, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are coming to you from Cause somewhere. Because you, <laughs> you don't use that anymore either, do you? And I, I always forget to use that tagline. Like when I first started doing videos, I was like, hello, coming to you from somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And, and I just kind of forgot at some point. And yeah, until you remind me, I never use it. Yeah, we'd be useless as <laughs> game show hosts because, you know, like yeah. typical, you know, the big famous game shows, especially from back in the day <laughs> where they had like the solid catchphrase. You know, people like Bruce Forsyth and... All those sorts of people, they had a solid catchphrase that they said every show without fail. Yeah, yeah. Good and, game, good game, I love good game. You know, you know, all those people from back in the day. And if yeah. you know, if we didn't hear it, we'd think something was very, very wrong. Yeah, you say, oh, he's not, he's not on the ball this week. Yeah, yeah. But for us, it's just a case. Uh, it's a combination of forgetfulness and laziness. I think <laughs> we are very forgetful, especially when it comes to names, taglines. Yeah. Um, yep. Just in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing you haven't forgotten is to wear your Christmas jumper today. Yeah, Gary's I... rocking a very nice Doctor Who themed blue Christmas jumper, uh, listeners. It's really cool, actually. It's got dark. <laughs> He's just been doing so a bit. I, I can't describe it. He's just been doing something that's a bit rude. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. It's got Daleks on it, a Cybermen, and what's the other thing? Is it a Tardis in the middle? Must Tardis be Tardis in the middle. Yeah, Tardis in the middle. Yeah, looks very nice. Yeah, I feel very underdressed actually. Oh, you got some weeping angels as well. God, they've crammed a lot on there, haven't they? Yeah, they're on the sleeves as well. The whole lot, mate. I did stick a picture on there, the socials just before we started recording. So, uh, anyone wants some Doctor Who Christmas fashion tips? Go check <laughs> it out. Does it go? Does, does it go all the way round? Like, is the whole jump like that? Because I've got the red one that they did, which, um, to be frank, isn't as quite as nice. But it's only printed on the front. Uh, same <laughs> so it's a bit as disappointing. Mate. Oh, is it? Is yeah. yours just completely blue on the black back? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yes. yeah. yes. I remember sort of taking out the patch and going, "Oh, that's good," and then sort of turning it round, and it's just blank. You're like, "Oh, yeah." On. You kind of yeah. I, I when I I had the same reaction when I opened it, and I thought, ah. Trying to Did save a few pennies to... there. Yeah. We're going to not print on the, on the back <laughs> because we've run out of time and money. So just do the front and the sleeves. That's it. Ah, the old BBC for you. This is, a, I assume you got yours from the good old 
BBC shop uh, before it closed. No, uh, which no. Which been last year? Did you no. not? Oh no, I know where you got yours. I was with you, wasn't I? The festival. Yes. Yeah. Of course, you got it at the festival. I remember now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good days. Good times. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say thank you for uh, for remembering that. I wouldn't have um, like say if I, I'm really struggling hard to think of what you bought at the festival. So you remember what I bought? What did mm. you buy? You must have. I think. No, I was um un. And what's the word? I was strangely reserved, wasn't I? Do oh, you remember? That's right. Yes. I can't yeah. remember why, because there was loads of stuff I wanted. You bought the Siege Mode TARDIS, I remember. You so I think you just sort of bought all the stuff I wanted and I just <laughs> didn't buy anything, which is most unlike me. Um something like that. I remember you were looking at a, a Peter Capaldi plush toy thing. <laughs> Which looked pretty dreadful, but you were... I never got him. No, yeah, I wanted him because he looked so bad. I wanted to take him home. Yeah, the Peter Capaldi plush. I never did get him. Um, I remember liking the sonic screwdriver barbecue tongs that looked particularly bad. Uh, Again, I wanted to bring them home. Uh, Didn't get them. Um, I think I did buy something. I think I had to get something, but I can't remember what it was. I do remember loving the Robert Harrop stand there. He had all the... Mm. Doctor Who figurines in, and I remember wanting the whole lot, yeah. Um, but didn't get any, but yeah, no, I can't remember what I bought. I don't think it was anything too exciting, certainly wasn't anything as exciting as the Siege Mode TARDIS, mm. which um, I know you've got pride of place on your shelf, yeah. Yeah, I thought you bought something cool that day. I don't know why I think that, mm. maybe. Oh, it was, um, oh, it was Ben Lett, you remember, uh, the host productions. Yeah, oh Ben, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he raced, he raced into the festival immediately, right mm. up and bought one of those. Uh, is it Big Chief, Doctor Capaldi? Uh, That's it, Doctor Capaldi. What am I talking about, <laughs> Mister Capaldi? Uh, I think it was like two hundred and fifty squids worth mm. of uh, limited edition uh, statue, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Capaldi figure with the sort of red or browny velvet coat. Ah, that's right. Yeah. That's exclusive to the Doctor Who Festival. Yeah, he bought that, which again was a really nice piece. Um, I know why you remember that, because I think you ended up carrying it around the festival for him for oh, half yeah, a day, and I yeah. can't remember why that was. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he buggered off to do three or four photo shoots and didn't want to have to carry it around. So that's it, yeah. like a mug, I was like, yeah, I'll carry that around for you, mate. Like Love three hours saying, later. We'll take that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. steal him. Take him home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times, man, from the festival. So that would have been, that would have been, it's not this year, is it? So it's last year, that. Yes. Because we haven't had anything this year. We, golly, that's, uh, that's scary, isn't it? It was over yeah. a year ago. It was November, I think, last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. I'd like to do one again. I mean, I know we moaned about the fact we didn't get much for our our dollar but um but it'd be nice to do a festival again because it was great just to sort of be in that massive hall and meet up with other fans and stuff and you know yeah and just geek hang out. out for the day it was it was a good day yeah i didn't really enjoy it it's an awesome day just hanging mm. out with everybody yeah yes so we hope you guys have had a a good week mm. and that you've managed to do something with the doctor have you read a book or watched a bit of uh, Who? What have you been up to anything decent, mate? I've had a very quiet one again that seems to be mm. half of the course this time of year for me, but have you done much? No, I, I, I'm the same, actually. Unfortunately, um, just work has been so busy because it is that time of year, isn't it? Um, yeah. That I really haven't had a chance to do much at all, and I've been quite tired when I come in, so I really not not had much energy to do a lot at all. Um, I did get the tree up. I know you saw. It took me about three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got this tree. It's a fake one, obviously, and you you have to put it together 
it's all in bits um and it's all the branches have got different colors on them so you have to match the colors and i'm colorblind so that that automatically adds on an hour in construction time for me and so i i I did finally get it together and um as is now tradition um it would seem uh, our good friend adam the ultimate hoovian uh, did this and I think he might have got the idea from Gallifrey 97 Reese I'm not sure uh, of putting the drashig at the top of the tree so naturally I did that um, but you'll be pleased to know that he didn't stay up there long because um, my other half was like yeah you've got your picture of him now get it off <laughs> so he, he was up there long enough for a photo um, but he didn't the, the poor old drashig who I'm naming Sid uh, did not stay up on the top of the tree for long he's been replaced by a traditional angel so the tree is up um yeah i know our good friend becky um sammy satine sorry our good friend sammy satine she's got a weeping angel at the top of her tree uh, she sent me a picture of which is uh, rather cool i've never seen that actually so that's i don't good. know if that's just because she lives in australia so maybe that's um maybe that's a, a an australian bit of merch but yeah that's a cool thing to have at the top of the tree a bit scary for christmas but a very nice little yeah, yeah, it does look yeah. awesome. I could never have that because my wife is terrified of of uh, weeping angels. So she would, yeah. um, that wouldn't go past the uh, the quality was, control section of the energy. No, it does look good though. I think uh, I, I every year I, I always mean to pick up. I always intend to pick up a few Doctor Who themed just decorations to hang on the tree. Yeah, you see them quite frequently each year. They pop up. You know, you can get a TARDIS and a Dalek and so on, but uh, I never seem to find them at a decent price. I mean, I do, I like I like them, they look good, but I think they're like £10 each. They are expensive. Yeah, they so. are, yeah. I've looked at them before and thought, oh, a bit pricey. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to get some Doctor Who, like something subtle, something that my partner probably wouldn't notice if I put it on there, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the drastic, I can't get away with it. But like I said, like a nice little TARDIS bauble or, or something like that would be cool. I do normally have... Um, a tenant TARDIS at the bottom of the tree. You know, the one that sort of lights up and uh, the one that comes, it's supposed to be for the figures, but um, yeah, yeah, like this SFX flight TARDIS. Where, um, my mum got me one from a charity shop. Uh, it's the 10th Doctor one. And uh, yeah, I normally have that at the bottom of the tree just because when you switch it on, it all lights up and it looks really cool with the Christmas tree. Okay. Um, but he's not there yet. He hasn't materialised. So I'll have to, I'll have to dig that out because... I like like you. I like to have something Doctor Who by the tree. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah. I like to have something there. Um, I've always wanted to get the Titan. Did a very limited. It's the TARDIS with the Christmas reef on the door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They, uh, they're so hard to get. I've I've never seen one. I've only ever seen them on you know like eBay for really really high prices. But I haven't even seen them on eBay for a long time. But God, I'd love to get my hands on one of them. Mm. That'd be my. That would be awesome. That would be lovely. Yes. You have to keep an eye out on eBay for those. Yeah, I do. Every now and again, when it pops in my head, I sort of check, like I did the other day, because it's you know, Christmas and all that. I was thinking, oh, wonder if anyone's selling off their Titan TARDIS. But no, I can't seem to find one. If any of our listeners have got one that they want to throw our way, let, let us know, because I'd love to get hold of that. Hmm. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah. So apart from that, mate, uh, not a lot. Trees up. Um, I bought a ticket for uh, Stephen Moffat's doing a little interview with um frank skinner at the bfi later next year i think Mm -hmm. it's april time um and i thought that'd kind of be fun i thought yeah the moth and skinner together so i bought a ticket for that um just so i've got something lined up for next year 
But that's been it, really. I haven't really had a chance to do much else. I haven't watched anything apart from the review app, which I watched last night. Hmm. Um, obviously, no class anymore, so didn't didn't have to sort of worry about that. So, yeah, I haven't really been to much else. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the same, mate. I've had a real quiet one. I've only um, watched, obviously, I watched our review app, Smith & Jones. <laughs> I stuck that on last night. Yeah. Um, early on in the week, I did unwrap uh, a, a very small box set that I hadn't, opened before i don't know why mm. it's the ace box set so uh stuck the happiness patrol on oh wow we were talking about that on the last podcast weren't we mm. about the sets yeah yeah so it's been interesting when we get to review that yeah yes and also had a read through the book that i picked up uh, a few weeks back now uh the who graphica which is essentially um just a a, a book packed full of infographic type information mm. and stats and figures and everything it's really good actually it's really well designed uh book and loads of interesting stuff as well it's a mind yeah. melt isn't it that book it's a really great book but it's just like it's a bizarre book <laughs> it's mm. a good book though yeah it's mm. good yeah. that's about it mate yeah what's the what's the other dvd that's in that set by the way the a set it's happiness to troll and is it dragonfire no it's um ghostlight i think <clears throat> is it mm-hmm. i thought it was dragonfire in in the ace box set yeah oh hold on Yes, you could be right. Dragon, no. No, it's not Dragonfire. No, what is it? Cuz right. I've um, I've got that set, but I haven't uh, haven't haven't busted that one out for a while. I haven't watched Happiness Patrol in a long time actually. We'll have to do that in the new year, won't we? Get we'll that on the schedule. Yeah. 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 Um, in fact, we haven't done Dragonfire either. No, it's Dragon. Um, you are correct as usual. Just, yeah. yeah. I just I was thinking cuz we've done most of the McCoy, we've reviewed most of the McCoy's era. Mm. Um and I was thinking those are the two that spring to mind that we haven't yet done, so we'll have to do them in the new year. Um, I don't know about you, but I'll be quite sad when we've <laughs> finished McCoy's era. Yeah, I, 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 I might yeah. almost be tempted to go back and just do, do them again because I just I love love watching the McCoy stuff. I, I really do now. Do. I do now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, love you it. do now. Yeah, yeah. And one one day we are going to reevaluate Remembrance of the Daleks, aren't we? We're going to do a revisit of that because yeah, we should. Yeah, because yeah, um, that was, was that the first McCoy you watched or one of the first McCoy you watched? I can't remember now. The second one, I believe. I, yeah. I watched, yeah. yeah. It's early days, wasn't it? Mm. So you weren't you weren't over fond of McCoy at that point, but no. times have changed, so yeah. Very much so, yeah. I was very, um, I really just didn't like the McCoy era at all. I hated the intro, the theme. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just didn't think much of McCoy as the Doctor at all. I thought a lot of the episodes were very bad but it's just amazing how your your opinion changes as you uh as you just sort of force yourself to to watch more and more and mm. speak to people and as doing the podcast has helped as well because as we talk through the episodes it just gives you a well for me anyway it gives me a much a much larger appreciation of all the stuff that goes into it but now i, I absolutely love the mccoy i mean the especially the mm. theme tune as well it's one of my favorite versions of the Is theme it? yeah i love it absolutely oh, wow. love it, yeah yeah. So it's amazing how it changes, but we should probably finish up. So when we come to the end of reviewing the McCoy era, we should finish up with the remembrance yeah. revisit, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That'd be a good, good plan. Mm. Let's crack on with the show, though. Yeah, we have got to land this, uh, land this thing, and do some news, <laughs> I suppose. Okay. So 
First up is a story concerning Mr. Capaldi, and it's we try not to delve too much into rumours and hearsay and Chinese whispers, but uh, uh, Capaldi has actually spoken uh, in an interview uh, with Wales Online. And obviously, being the doctor, he always gets asked, you know, every doctor gets asked this question. <laughs> well, they've even started filming, I think. Yeah. yeah, and that is, are you staying on? Are you leaving? X, Y, Z. And he went on to say, uh, he has been asked to stay on, uh, but he hasn't made up his mind yet, mainly because uh, he says, I don't want to have to make that decision. I'm trying to avoid it. So that's interesting. He hasn't said, no, I'm out. And he hasn't said, I'm up for doing more. He's just, it, it feels like he's um, to in and throwing, going yeah. between the two. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's always the same. You know, he, he's probably been asked that question like a thousand times. Mm. Uh, How long you stay? Yeah. yeah, when are you leaving? Yeah, yeah. And then he goes on to say, um, when they said about uh, Chibnall taking over uh, for 2018, and uh, he's still not decided on whether to stay for that transition period from the moth through to Chibbers. Uh, he does say that it takes Doctor Who takes up a lot of uh, time, uh, but it's a wonderful use of time. He says he's very lucky. Um, uh, and uh, the, 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 to decide to leave is tough for everyone. Uh, and he said it was very tough for Stephen. Um, so he's putting it off for as long as possible. So I think he's caught up in this, well, it sounds like anyway, he's caught up in this situation where he's very fortunate that if he wanted to stay on, he could. Because, yeah. because they've asked him to. I assume um, uh, Chris Chibnall has asked him to stay on. And he's sort of umming and ahhing, thinking, is it the right thing for me? Is it the right thing for this incarnation of the Doctor, you know, should this Doctor stay on and should we have a, uh, a a tenant Matt Smith situation where it's just a complete clean break and everything's different or, I don't know. But what do you reckon, mate? I think, uh, I think he's, this might keep him up at night for a while, <laughs> thinking about this one. Yeah, I think so. I think because he clearly loves playing the Doctor, doesn't he? He's, 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 I think it is his dream role. He's a big fan and I think he's clearly really enjoying being in it. Um, it still feels like he's quite new. I know he's done like two series and we've had this year gap and that. He still feels like he's only just become the Doctor to me, even though we'll be going into his third year. So, um, yeah, I'm glad he's been asked anyway. I'd hate to think that they'd sort of said to him, you know, no, new producer, it's all starting afresh, all, the, you know, all of that. So I'm glad that he has actually been asked to stay on. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm really in two minds. I'd love, I'd love to see him stay and I'd also love to see like a new sort of a fresh start and a whole new feel to the show, a bit like when Moffat took over and all that. So I'm really in two minds, but I, I'm going to go in the middle and stick with an idea that you said that I'd love to see him do half a series. Um, mm, and then maybe yeah. get another doctor would be great. Um, but I'm, I'm happy either way. If he stays brilliant, if they start afresh, I'm happy with that as well. So I'm happy either way really. But, um, our good friend, Martin from the bad wolf podcast, he, he did a little video, because he's got a YouTube channel as well, with a theory. Um, he's convinced that Peter Capaldi has already decided to leave, and he sort of backed it up with why he thinks that. He's a, I called him Detective, no, I called him Sherlock Wilf, because he was sort of saying, <laughs> well, if you look at uh, Peter Capaldi, has already sort of signed up to do this and that, and, that, and he sort of analysed it, and he was saying, so that means by the time they start filming the new series, he won't be able to do it and blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, okay, Martin, you may have just convinced me that he's decided to leave, but we don't know. Nothing is nothing is certain. But especially it was in the an world interesting of theory, Martin. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
but uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy either way. I'd like him to stay. If he wants to go, I'm happy to see a new new doctor come in. So yeah. What about you? I know you want. I think you want him to stay, don't you? Uh, I would like to see him stay. Yeah. I would like to see him stay on for at least, like you say, half. You know, half or a third of, uh, or two thirds. Sorry of um of of the new series after Moffat. So what would that be? Series. 11 11 yeah yeah yep. so it's 11 yeah and then yeah so just completely turn it on its head so instead of having the usual run of the mill let's have a cliffhanger at the end with the doctor um regenerating into a new person and then we have to wait however many months for the new series to start i reckon let's just change it up let's do a regeneration mid you know mid series mm. or towards the end and have a couple of episodes with a new guy or lady mm. and uh and see how it goes i'll tell you what i was just thinking though i bet it would be great to be in a room listening to capaldi and chibnall uh you know plot out ideas where they'd like to go with his doctor because capaldi a big fan obviously chris chibnall massive fan of the show as well Stephen moffat um obviously is a fan of the show but he's a different sort of fan isn't he he's very he's not um as geeky as perhaps capaldi Mm-hmm. and Chibazar in the sense that you know when Capaldi goes on about Monda Cybermen Capaldi gets why it should be Monda Cybermen yeah. whereas Moffat just thinks Cybermen are Cybermen do you know what I mean he doesn't so there's there's that difference there whereas I think Chibbers would totally get it like if Capaldi went to him and said we should have Monda Cybermen in the next episode Chib- uh, Chibbers would probably be like yeah yeah that would be awesome mm-hmm. whereas you know the Moff just I don't know there's a different way of thinking obviously different producers different train of thought but yeah. i just think the two of them would would spark quite well i think so i am kind of curious to see that happen mm-hmm. yeah mm. but we'll see we'll see yeah should he stay or should he go right in other news um last week on the podcast we were saying oi bbc when are you going to drop that mysterio trailer because we've had like a behind the scenes trailer we've had an exclusive clip we've had some promo shots we've had all sorts but we haven't had a proper what what we would call like a next time trailer i suppose you know like a proper full-length trailer Mm -hmm. so we finally got it didn't we landed a couple of days ago um (laughs) didn't really give us anything new which is probably a good thing we don't want any spoilers but yeah didn't really give us anything new um it's very yeah it's like 20 seconds long or something like that isn't it and it doesn't, it yeah, like you say, it doesn't give us anything additional. Re- I mean, there are obviously there's like the odd little thing. I mean, there's a nice little scene with the Doctor and Nardo where Nardo's like, yeah, or something. And he's like, don't do that. Yeah, I like that scene. So it's yeah. like, yeah, that, that's cool, the, the, mm. the humor side. But other than that, it was stuff we'd seen really just cut together a bit quicker. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Mm. It slightly warmed my anticipation, but I am feeling a bit more up for it now. I wasn't at all um, when some of the stuff was first announced, I've got to be honest. But I don't know. I'm starting to feel a little bit more or a little bit less, I should say, bar humbug at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> don't know how long that will last. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, at the minute, I'm like, yeah, looks fun. Looks like it could be fun. Looks ridiculous. But I'm just going to try not to be too grumpy, which is not easy for me. I'm just going to try not to be too grumpy and just hope that, I watch it and enjoy it. It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to go down as a classic. As long as I sit there and enjoy it, 
I think I'll yeah. be happy. Yeah. So, because I, yeah, we'll see. But me, it's me too. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we are. So yeah, finally got the trailer. It's finally got the trailer. Yeah, just YouTube it. Yeah. The return of Doctor Mysterio, and you'll it'll be there. Yeah, and all the comments that people leave on these things seem to be the same every time they post anything to do with this special. Um, and although I initially agreed with a lot of it, I am now a bit sick of people just moaning, 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 if you know what I mean. Because it is literally the same thing. Every time they post anything about the Christmas special, um, it's just like, yeah, it looks terrible. It's awful. Haven't watched Doctor Who since David Tennant left, blah, blah, blah. It's just the same old comments. And so although I was a bit grumpy about it to start with, that's why I'm thinking, nope, mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait and see. And hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, last up in the news, uh, if you're into your fan-made stuff, uh, mm-hmm. the guys over at Hootopia, uh, those guys produce a a a, a fan zine, fan magazine, uh, and they're up to issue thirty at the moment. And uh, this magazine is a free download; uh, they don't charge for it. Um, you just need to head over to Hootopia.ca, and their latest issue, they've managed to bag an interview with Peter Davison. Ah. And uh, I've downloaded it. I haven't started reading it yet, though. So I can't comment on how long it is or the content or anything. Um, but these, um, I downloaded the last couple, actually. And uh, the last one was um, all about um, sort of restarting new Doctors and regeneration and reboots and all that stuff. Mm. And the one before that was a special all about the character of the Master. And that had some good stuff in it. And it's, it, they do cram a lot of stuff in it. There's loads of articles. And... Uh, it's it's pretty good that these guys put it you know all together and it's designed uh, reasonably well and they just chuck yeah. it out for free so um it, it's good if you've got uh, sort of half an hour to spare and uh, you're in between like the official Doctor Who magazine or something it's a good one to to uh, to have a read through so if you just head over to hootopia.ca you'll be able to download and I think they've got a load of back issues well the last few anyway that you can download is it is it download only magazine is it yes yeah, PDF. Okay, I've never heard of this before. I'm quite intrigued by this uh, this magazine. Well, yeah, we, it's new to me. This one. Yeah, we spoke about one of them ages ago. Did we? It was, it was oh, last right. year. Yeah, there was there mm. was one of them that we said was out. I think it was the I think it was the Sarah Jane one with Kane, or the spin off issue. I think. Something oh, okay. Like, something like that. Yeah, but uh, they're not bad. They're they're pretty mm. good. Oh, excellent. So this, what's, this is issue 30, yeah? Issue oh, so 30. they're rocking and rolling. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Always good to have an interview with the governor. With the governor. Davison. <laughs> yeah. Davison, yeah. Uh, that's going to do for news. Shall we greet our friends at the door? Get them in. Get those Daleks in. Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish. But it's pretty. It's very pretty. Tops cards. Tops. <laughs> Straight in there. Tops cards. Tops trading cards. Um, I, I'm still not into uh, the whole trading cards thing, but I know plenty of people who are. Oh, loads are, yeah. Yes. And these ones, so Tops have brought out a new a new set, um, which is the 10th Doctor mm. Adventures set. And they, they've labelled these ones as something called Wide Vision. Now, I'm assuming they're the standard tops cards, but they're, they're just larger in format. The, the picture I'm looking at here, they certainly look a lot larger as well. Yeah. And 
they're still labelled as 2016, so they've left it right to the end of the year to, <laughs> to bring these out. But basically, there's 88 cards in the set. It's in a nice uh, box as well. It's got the TARDIS on the top. Lovely box, yeah. Yeah, and you inside this, so as well as the in, included in the 88 cards, uh, two of them have been signed. Uh, so not personally, but they have got the autograph of David Tennant and Billy Piper uh, on these cards. So they haven't signed, you know, thousands and thousands of cards. They've just got the signatures from them and, you know, printed them on there with the rest of the stuff. Uh, and as far as I'm aware from reading this, the Topps cards come in um, various types. Uh, and I'm assuming they're based on rarity. So in this mm. pack, you get a one gold card, you get 10 silver, 25 bronze, uh, and 50 in the blue format. So I'm assuming that's how rare they are. So you only get one gold and, and so on. Uh, but they yeah. do look good. I must admit, I really like the design on these ones. They've got, you know, the, the pictures that they've used of David Tennant and, and Billy Piper. They haven't, they haven't gone and redone anything there. Like the pictures that you would recognize from various marketing materials or dvd covers whatever but they do mm. look good i do like they them do, and they do yeah. like like it's a nice um a nice set and uh they are um there's a load of there's a bunch of other signed cards in with these as well so with the set that you buy might not be david tennant and billy piper it could be anything so they've got uh obviously david tennant billy piper alex kingston uh freema ageman noel clark and john barrowman so they've all signed for these um sets and uh, they're limited to 1,500. So if you mm. want to grab them, it, it, I think it's quite difficult to get them in the UK because it's an American yeah. thing. Um, but they're $60 <clears throat> each, which I think is around about 35 quid. Okay. Ish. So if you mm. can find them in the UK, there might be a nice little set, just something to own. Um, but yeah, our US customers should be able to get them fairly easy. So yeah, the Tops Wide Vision Cards, the 10th Doctor Adventure set, looks pretty good. They do look nice. It is that's definitely the sort of thing I would I would pick up just because it looks great. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't think they're that easy to get over here. The, I, I've always wanted David Tennant's autograph because <laughs> I just if, there's a picture of it on the site we're looking at now. I just love his autograph. He does look this zany sort of tea, I suppose it would be for his tenant. I don't know, but yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to get his autograph. So that is a nice nice set if you can get it. Um, in other merch news, here's something we spoke about. Oh. <laughs> quite a while ago isn't it it seems yeah. to have been on the on the merchandise site for a while mm. well it's finally out and it is the all wood tardis desk tidy <laughs> tidy tardis desk tidy so basically <laughs> it's a tardis that you can shovel your pens and stuff in and, and put on your desk um and we liked the look of this when it first got announced didn't we um i yes. remember us both saying oh might pick that up um it's retails for 19.99 that's right. um, you can get it from the directly from the monsterfactory.com or Amazon are also selling it. I'm um, not sure if the price is the same. I think it is at the minute, but things that change. So just keep checking if you think that's too much or whatever. But it does look good. I have to say the picture on the promotional site looks pretty cool. When you go to the picture on the amazon site it looks fine until you zoom in on it uh, i don't know if you can do it gary but yeah. if you just hover over it and just look at the tardis sign yeah. the police box sign and that can you see how bad that looks yeah yeah i wouldn't i have to be honest i wouldn't have used that as a particular promotion shot and the lid looks like it's um <clears throat> falling apart as well on the top so i don't know um i haven't seen one in the flesh but 
Yeah, the one on the Amazon site doesn't make it look that great, but the one on the promotional shot looks pretty good. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Maybe it's one of those where perhaps that's the Friday, what they call the Friday batch um, that's on the Amazon site, because it just looks like it's been nailed together by somebody who was perhaps looking at his phone at half the time. But, yeah. but it does. It does. The actual product does look pretty good on the on the website. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I thought that when. Because mm. on the the Monster Factory site they they do look quite nice, but then yeah, they do. On, on the Amazon one it does look like yeah. Uh, it's it's only when you zoom in on it. As I said, if you look at the picture, you think oh, that's nice little desk tidy by the computer. Just hover your mouse over it and it zooms in and just look at the actual detail and you think oh yeah the sticker that they've used sticker that's that all wonky and police box, been cut yeah. off yeah yeah it doesn't look great looks like and uh, the lid looks terrible look at the light as well <laughs> um but as i said we don't know that could have been a um what do they call it it might not be the finished article maybe it's true. just a promo yeah. shot we don't know i haven't seen the actual thing but yeah. um yeah um you were going to get one of these when they were first announced um and i think i was thinking yeah i might get that yeah. i will get one when it comes down in price, <laughs> I'm not quite prepared to pay mm-hmm. 20 pounds. I'm sure they will. I think I would probably pay my price for this would be about 12.99. I think I'd go, yeah. But what about you? What's what, what sort of price do you reckon this should be? Yeah, exactly the same. I mean, I think what yeah. what drew us to it initially and what still does now is because it's not. A, it doesn't look like a, a, a plasticky or flimsy thing. It is made out of mm-hmm. proper wood, you know, and it has yeah. opening doors and uh, the top. Uh, sort of flips up and that sort of thing so it does look it does look good but some of the photos do make it look a bit iffy so i think yeah same as you when it drops down in price a bit yeah we'll probably pick one up but uh until yeah. then our pens will just be sprawled yeah it does look like strax has built them after he's had a few beers <laughs> it does <laughs> with his big it's chunky hands yeah. yeah but yeah uh if you if this is your thing though <laughs> just uh we'll put it in the show notes on the website when this goes out or just, yeah, to do a search on Amazon or go to themonsterfactory.com. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going to do for merch. That's it for merch, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So shall we uh, load up the um, load up the clip for our, our review episode this week? And it's going to be... Motel, fall, show, go! <laughs> Smith & Jones, of course. The rain is going up. Who are you then? I'm the doctor. Me too, if I pass my tags. We're on the bloody moon. Jadoon. Sentence execution. Welcome aboard, Miss Jones. What a good trailer. Lovely TARDIS sound effect at the end there. Mm-hmm. Mm. 2007, this one out. Part of Series 3. Yeah. In March, no less. It was written by RTD himself. Yeah, the man himself. Yeah, directed by Charles Palmer. And it's the first outing for Martha Jones, isn't it? This is uh, yes, it is, isn't it? Yes, first. I was trying to. I was thinking maybe we got to see her before this, but no, it's the first outing for her. Yeah, yeah. So we had a, yeah. a kind of one-off before the Runaway Bride. Was that the that's one? Of, was that the Was that out of Christmas or? That was the Catherine Tate Christmas. That's, that's yeah. That's what was just confusing me. Actually, I was trying to think what was before it. Yeah. Yeah. So Martha's first uh, run around 
with the doctor. Mm. And so this is this story is essentially we, we we get introduced to Martha and her family, so we know who she is quite early on. And she's yep. training to be a doctor. She's in a hospital. The hospital is home. Well, it, it, it's looking after a, a couple of aliens, a doctor being one of them. Uh, the other one is this kind of gruesome, <laughs> gruesome alien who, um, what's her character name? Is it? Mm, what, the, the old, the old the granny? Old yeah. M- Miss Finnegan. Miss Finnegan. Miss Finnegan or something Florence like Florence Finnegan. Finnegan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's, they, her alien I think is called a plasmavore. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, plasmavore. So she's in the hospital. She's making the most of all of the ill people. Uh, by mm. um, uh, sucking out all the blood Mm-mm. from their bodies, essentially, it's a bit gruesome. And the it doctors actually, there, yeah. the doctors there, obviously um, faking as an ill patient because he knows what's going on. Uh, the Jadoon turn up, the the uh, the the famous space rhinos. Uh, they turn up. They literally take the entire hospital, plant it on the moon, mm-hmm. uh, so they can safely uh, deal with the problem. Uh, they. They do deal with the problem with the help of Martha Jones mainly. Uh, the doctor comes very close to death, and then once that's been sorted out, doc- the, uh, the hospital's been re- uh, gets returned. Uh, the doctor goes off, but then he comes back and offers Martha the chance to go uh, on the travels, just like he did with Rose. Mm. And then bosh, we're off for the rest of series three. Yeah, it's a nice simple storyline, actually, isn't it? It's, you know, nothing too complicated. Um, kind of there to just introduce Martha, I think, which yeah. personally I think it does brilliantly. Just like you said, in the first five minutes we get to see all her family. We kind of get to know Martha in that five minutes pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And then we're straight into the story and the Doctor and Martha together. So, yeah. Yeah, that's quite good. Uh, one thing that I quite like about this, and one of our um, listeners who sent in a, a comment about it uh, made me think of it as well, that, Russell T. Davis did a very good job of lining up the characters quite nicely and quickly. Mm. So there was no, uh, uh, you, you knew exactly where you stood with the characters within the story and the series quite early on. Whereas yeah. if you think about the the first time we see Amy Pond, for example, with the Moffat era, um, it, it took a while to figure out you know, what she was really about. Because when we first see Amy Pond, it's just a girl stroke woman living in a big house by herself with no parents and so on. Is that, and that's never even explained, no, is it? No, with a, you know, with the crack in the wall, and she's colossal got the story woman used, Yeah. Yeah. She's um, got the police outfit on and all that. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Even when she's a little girl though, she's in that house by herself seemingly, uh, which is weird. Mm. Um, so yeah, but Russell T. Davis, he does it, he did it with Rose. So with, with Rose, we knew exactly who she was. We knew her mum. We knew her boyfriend. We knew where she worked. Where she worked. What, what all she within did. the first yep. sort of 10 minutes. Yep. And a very similar thing happens with this one with Martha. So we mm. know where she works, what she does. We know her mum, her dad, her dad's girlfriend, her brother, her sister. <laughs> we know all of that. And it's laid out lovely. So there's none of this head scratching from the, from the moment that we see Martha like, Ooh, you know, who, mm. who's this, you know, is she going to be a companion? What's she about? We know nothing. It's none of that. It's just presented to us very nicely. And Russell T Davis does that very well. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, so that was good. And then the story itself, like you said, it, it's, it's very, very simple. This one, it's mm. absolutely not timey wimey. 
with the exception yeah. of the very first interaction that Martha has with the doctor. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So he bumps into her in the street and says something to her. I can't remember. <clears throat> I can't understand it, actually. I, I, was, I was hoping you knew what it was he said because I, I rewound it. I never understood quite what he's yeah, snap, saying. Yeah, rewound it three mm. times and I still can't get it. Um, mm. but, but essentially, he what he's, he's basically saying to her, see, it was me. Because he doesn't believe, she doesn't believe, does she? Because when she first sees him in the street, he says something to her. And then she sees him lying in a hospital bed. So she's very mm-hmm. confused. And then at the very end, when he says to her, I can also travel in time, she doesn't believe him. So he jumps into TARDIS, goes to her that morning, says it, comes back, and there it is. So it's a, it's a very tiny little timey-wimey bit, but it makes perfect sense. It's not a Moffat timey-wimey makes a point i'll have to put yeah. the subtitles on next time i watch it i should have thought of that just to see what he's actually saying <laughs> he says something like see it's about yeah. necktie or something i don't know something yeah. like that yeah so it's not timey-wimey with the exception of that tiny little bit which is easy to get it's not difficult to understand that bit and so yeah the rest of it it's just a sort of cat and mouse game really so the the hospital gets transported off to the moon which is a great idea really well done <laughs> really bizarre yeah, I love yeah. It. Uh, the Jadoon turn up which look great and mm. they're basically after this alien um, they eventually find her with the help of the doctor and Martha and then they put the hospital back and that's it it's, it's a great simple adventure really yeah and it just like I said it's just perfect for introducing Martha because um, it's she's obviously a doctor and you know it's all set in a random hospital she works in so it's just a lovely way of of bringing her into the show and um i think when i first saw this trailer i remember you you sort of naturally assume before you watch it that the jadoon are going to be the monster of the week don't you think oh they're the bad guys and of course mm-hmm. it turns out they're not it's actually this old granny um who's going around sucking blood through a, a straw and man whoever thought a straw could be so so effective but so effectively yeah. gruesome um yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a lovely simple story this one i have to say i really enjoyed re-watching this last night i haven't watched it since transmission and i've no idea why mm. um i really am shocked that i've never gone back to this one um why it didn't stick in my head and i think i always remembered that i quite enjoyed it it's just not one i've ever gone back and watched so yeah i really enjoyed watching this the other night it's just a it, it's yeah. just, just a good enjoyable Watch, yeah it's it? just enjoyable yeah, yeah i mean I, I can't say it's like a classic i wouldn't put it up there with you know some of the best um but i just really enjoyed it and i thought it did exactly what it probably needed to do when it went out you know it introduces martha it gave us a bit of adventure it gives us some great humor actually yeah um some really lovely scenes in it um like with the doctor with his shoe when he's he's trying to get some energy out of his foot the radiation that he's absorbed radiation yeah, from yeah, the x-ray like machine yeah jumping around and all that stuff i just you know, completely forgotten it, and mm. it was just great. I was really sort of wrapped up mm. in in what's going on. So yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. I have to say, yeah, it's good. Yeah, talk about some characters. Yeah, we we can't really speak too much about the story in this one. It's not like Ghostlight where there's no. I was just thinking it's the opposite, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah, it's literally one extreme to the other. It's just yeah. very simple, easy to get. So, in terms of characters, then we have. Uh, what well, let's talk about Martha's family first. Because okay. we get introduced yeah. to those guys early on and they don't have that big parts, really. It's just at the beginning, at the end, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 I've said it before, her mum, her character of her mum's quite annoying because she always seems like she's got a hump on. 
Yeah, she's always got the cob on, isn't she? Literally, in every scene that we see Martha's mum, she's got a right face on. <laughs> and uh, that always just that just does my head in, because you think, you think to yourself, come on, you can't literally live your entire life with a, you know, a, a great hump on the whole time. But no, the character always seems to be moaning about something. Normally, Martha's doing something or not doing something and in this instance it's to do with with the ex you know the ex wants to bring his new girlfriend and martha's caught in the middle and you think oh christ Um, i think actually that's again that's why that's why russell's good isn't it because we can when she phones her mum, and then it's just a moaning about her dad and all this i think we sort of relate to it straight away we're like oh yeah we've all done that we we phoned and we were just on the other end line going oh yeah so again (laughs) Russell, relatable characters straight away. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. We see, uh, obviously, her dad and his new uh, blonde little (laughs) plaything. That's right. Yeah. Um, And that's all it revolves around. I think it revolves around a party that all the family are going to. Is that right? Yeah, it seems to be, yeah. 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 Because they're saying, oh, she's going to be there. He's bringing her, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's birthday, I think. Someone's party, whatever. Uh, and then we have her brother as well, played by, what's his face from oh, yeah. BBC stuff. Um, That's right. And um, what is his name? Because I always thought Reggie he'd Yates. be, it, yeah, Reggie yep. Yates. I always thought he'd be in it more, but yeah. Mm, plays a little part there. And then her sister, who plays obviously the biggest part out of the family. And Old her Tish. Name, Tish, yeah. Um, who kind of nearly, nearly uh, gets London destroyed. Uh, later on with the um uh the Lazarus experiment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um so but in this episode <laughs> it's very early on. So all she's doing really is just uh providing a bit of um external uh, sort of perspective on what's going on. So mm-hmm. Martha and a doctor are inside the hospital, they obviously dealing with all that, but she is on the outside, isn't she? She's the one that first notices it's raining just over the hospital and then the rain's going up the wrong way and that stuff. So she's it's almost like she's reporting, you know, as like a news reporter on the outside yeah. for Martha, which I thought was a great idea, by the way. You know, the whole concept anyway of just taking the hospital to the moon, but just the mm. rain just over Going that up. bit. Yep. And I think her sister describes it as in cartoons where you see a little rain cloud over one character. Yeah. That was very cool. But uh, yeah, I, I, her, her sister, I was saying, yeah, Tish, um, she wasn't too bad. No, I mean, the one. Jones family... Are a bit cringy, I think. Is, yeah, you know, like the, you know, the, like you said, the dad's got his young blonde plaything and and all that, and I don't know, there's all that going on. Um, whereas I always think sort of the best ones, because like you said, I find them like you, I find the mum a little bit annoying uh, for the main part. Um, the dad, we don't get to see much. Um, I may be completely wrong here, but I had a feeling the actor died, didn't he? I have a feeling the main, the reason we don't get to see much of the dad. It's because he had to pass away. I could be completely wrong. I'm not sure where I've got that. But um, so we don't get to see much of him. But but the ones that have always stood out to me are Tish, and although he's not used much, um, Reggie Yates. Right. Um, yeah. What's what's the Leo, isn't it? Leo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, I mean, they those two work better for me in terms of their acting. Whereas I find the mum and the dad and the oh, we probably shouldn't keep calling her the plaything. But what's the whoever the blonde woman is that he's dating in this episode she was very over the top i thought you know in terms of in yeah, terms of the bit. acting so yeah but but yeah tish and leo you know the brother and sister stand out 
better for me than than the sort of mum and dad in terms of the acting if you know what i mean i mean like you said that only in that beginning bit um it's a little bit cringy to watch just a a little bit but it does do the job of just introducing everybody so in that sense it works pretty well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what did you think to the very um very what's the word not smarmy but quite uh, sort of up himself doctor that's showing Martha and the other trainees oh, Mr. around. Stoker. Mr. Stoker, yeah. Stoker. He's um, um, very much, <laughs> I didn't really warn him at first mm. because he's very, you know, when he's taking them around to different patients and he's getting them to diagnose what's the problem. And he doesn't cut them any slack at all. It's like, okay. uh, you know, they, they, a couple of them ask. He's a ask, bit smug, isn't he? Because he's like asking yeah. them stuff that they, yeah. Yeah, they ask a few questions. They obviously get it wrong. And they, with this kind of, yeah, smug grin on his face, he's like, well, actually, if you'd have asked this question, you know, you would have got this right. And, you know, it's actually this. And mm. um, But you, I do feel a bit sorry for him at the end, because towards the end, because he's one of the victims of... Uh, of uh, Old Granny Finnegan. Old Finnegan, yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, he sort of, they burst into his office, don't they? And mm. he has no clue what's going on. And then that's it. He, the next time we see him, he's like grey, pale skin, got no blood left in him. And you think, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it's actually quite is it's actually quite um, horrific that scene. A little bit, considering yeah. considering it's if you look at it on paper, you've got a granny coming towards you with a straw to suck the blood out of you. You think, okay. how's that going to work you know that could so easily have been laughed off the screen if it hadn't been filmed right but but i think because he gives such a horrifying scream which by the way goes on if you go back and watch that scene lasts right over into the next scene they're still playing in the screen it really does work as quite a nasty uh, and i mean it's in a good way uh quite a sort of horror yeah um, yeah. edge to that scene which works really well because like you said, he's a bit of a smug guy, um, but you you wouldn't wish that on him. <laughs> and you know, you do feel like, oh, or well, Mr. Stoker's just got it in the neck, quite literally. Um, so yeah, I, I thought he was quite good he in, was quite in good. the part he played. Yeah, mm. I recognise the actor as well. I'm sure I've seen him in other things, but um, no, I thought he was quite good, Mr. Stoker. Yeah, Roy Marston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it made it more creepy by the way that she says it as well. She's like, I've got my little straw. Yeah, and you think, oh no, this is creepy. She's got a look in her eye as well. That's really quite yeah. scary. That woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about her then. So this All is, right. um, yeah. So uh, Anne Reed. Anne Reed. Yeah. Old, old, old Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> Granny Finnegan. Granny Finnegan. Yeah, and uh, she was great. She's been in Who before from long time ago is that she because i thought well i she does look familiar i'm sure i've seen her in something i don't know if it's who but yeah she's definitely seen her before i'm pretty sure Uh, she was in who was she or was it yeah she may have been or torchwood or something maybe i'm not sure she's definitely she was in the curse of fenric is she oh curse of fenric yeah oh who is she in that Uh, oh that that surprised me yeah she played curse of fenric let's have a look she played. Um, one oh, I of just the, saw those. They got on. Sorry, one of the nurses. Yes, one of the nurses. Oh, what I was about to say is, I think that's another one we haven't done. We talk about Fenric loads, <laughs> but we I don't think I've ever reviewed no. it. I'm going looking. I'm going to be looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I thought she gave a great performance. Actually, again, yeah. she doesn't go over the top. She's not like the pantomime killer granny 
you know what I mean? She's not that at all. She's actually really sinister mm. and really quite frightening with that blooming straw. Um, so I thought she was excellent, actually. She was. Really, really yeah. good. Yeah, she's got the look. I love the fact that when we first meet her, um, <laughs> you you would just totally cast her off as a, a minor one-line character, wouldn't you? When yeah. she's in the hospital yeah. bed um, and she's sort of just being annoying and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever, we'll come back to you. And, you you know, I don't think, well, I certainly didn't when I first watched this. I never thought for any minute that we were going to come back to her and she was going to be like the central villain. I think perhaps the second time she appears, you do get an inkling of, okay, something not right here. But but I love the way she's introduced as just this annoying old biddy, you know. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, yeah, yeah, I just, I thought that was a really nice little twist, yeah. Yeah, and you didn't see it, well, I, when I first watched it, I didn't see that coming. No, I, I didn't. You know, no. I thought it was just, I thought she was just a character there to provide a bit of light. Uh, a, 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 yeah, a bit of additional stuff for the for Martha and the other trainees to get shown up with, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and which she is pops great up job. and then she's got that very calm, collected, you know, she's this is her master plan sort of thing. Mm. But she wants to control the Jadoon ships. That's the point of it, isn't she? Isn't, isn't mm. it? Yeah, so she knew that the, um, uh, well, no, that's not her original plan. But when the Jadoon turn up and take the hospital, she's like, right, I can use this to my advantage. So she sort of fiddles with the X-ray or the CT machine thing, doesn't she? Because um, she wants to control the Jadoon ships. Because she reveals the plan to the Doctor when he's playing very stupid human yes, mode, isn't it? That's a good scene, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, she's a, she's very good in this. Great little character. No, she she really is. Yeah, she really does do do it justice. I think that part really yeah. did like her. Mm. Well, let's talk about the Jadoon then. So this is the first yeah. time that we see this new Doctor Who monster, isn't it? And mm. thankfully, it's one of those monsters that have not been overused. Yeah, you know, because mm. every every series of Doctor Who, we can expect a Dalek story. We can expect a Cyberman story, probably something to do with the Weeping Angels, and probably something to do with. That's about it. But we <laughs> there can... is probably more. Yeah, yeah, there's probably more, but we can expect those to pop up in newer Doctor Who, can't we? Whereas yeah. these guys, they've only been in. What have they been in? Um, I think it's. They do. Funny pop... enough, I was trying to think this the other day because they do. They do sort of make little guest appearances. Now and again, don't they? But this is um I don't we haven't had a proper we haven't had anything where they've been in it, you know, as no. much, I don't think. Um, because yeah, they, they pop up at the end of time, uh, stolen earth and all that, but it's more like cameos if isn't it? They're not this is their what you might call their main story, I suppose. Yeah, I was gonna say there was um they've they've this is like the their story, if you like. Mm. But they have popped up as yeah, so they were the, they were at the very end, you know, when uh, the Doctor introduces Captain Jack to the 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 lad that was on the Titanic too. That he's, yeah, yeah, there's one in the bar knocking about with all the other. That's it. They sort things. of do pop up now and again. Yeah, yeah. the the Pandorica. You know, when the Doctor's going through all the different monsters that you know and stuff like that. So they've made appearances. I think, if memory serves, there was a Sarah Jane adventure about the Jadoon. Oh, there. Yes, I think there might be actually. Yeah, yeah. If memory serves, so they they have been they have popped up across, you know, the various series and so on, but they haven't had a dedicated story mm. and they did pop up in the big finish box set. 
the, the classic Doctor's That's new right. monsters with um, yeah. McC- no, which one was the Jadoon? Was that McCoy? It was the eighth, I think, wasn't it? Oh no, yeah, it was. No, hold on, the eighth was was the Santara. <laughs> you did a bit of a tenant there. Yes, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tell you what, um, you, you're right. They were in Sarah Jane. That really makes me want to go and go and watch that episode actually of Sarah Jane with these in. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever seen it. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen any so Sarah they Jane. Are, so. Oh, right. I, there's some good, really good stuff in the Sarah Jane hmm. series. But yeah, I don't think I've watched the Jadine one. I'll have to go and have a look at that. Yeah. I remember reading um, about it, though, like researching for this. I remember reading that there was a, a Sarah Jane adventure but with the Jadine. Yeah. So it might be good to go and watch that. Hmm. I have to say, they they look brilliant, don't they? they the do. design of the yeah. Jadoon looks great, and it's really realised well on, on screen. Like when they're talking, we get a good old zoom round the face. Yeah. Get a good old close-up of the... I assume it's mask. I don't know if it's... Is it mask and CG, or is it just mask? I no, don't know, just but a, it looks great. It's it a proper... It really does look good. Mask, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it must be, but I didn't know if it was enhanced at all. But no, it, they've done a really good job. In, in bringing them to life and they are <laughs> scary and comical <laughs> at the same time like you know sometimes the Santarans that works and sometimes it doesn't particularly in the new series with this they got the balance really right actually because there's no messing with the Jadoon is there they are clumsy old beasts that will quite happily pin you against the wall and and whatever so there's no messing with them mm-hmm. but they are also a little bit um, is it unkind to say a bit thick? They're not really thick, but they're a bit. They're not the brightest. They're not the sharpest tool in the box, are they? No. I mean, the I doctor don't. says that himself. They're not. You know, they've got their mission. They do their job, and that's basically it. You know. Yeah, I would say that because they are, they they are labelled as an intergalactic police force. Yeah. But I don't think they're like the detectives. Mm-hmm. They're more like just the 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 grunts, just getting yeah. the job done. So. And they're 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 part of the shadow proclamation, aren't they? Oh yes. So if we think okay. through to what tenant episode was it? I think it was the end of time, part one. Maybe there was there was, or no stolen Earth. Maybe what was the one with the Medusa cascade and all the planets? Oh, that's. Uh, that, no, that is the Stolen Earth, isn't it? Stolen oh, Earth, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Doctor does go to the Shadow Proclamation, and the, the Jadoon are there. Mm. And th- I think they are part of that. So, because the, the Shadow Proclamation, aren't they the guys that have all the, you know, they uphold the laws about time and all that stuff. So yeah. I think the Jadoon gets sent off to apprehend people who do the bad things you know with messing with time and space and stuff that's it so they're a good they're a good creation they are a good um they are yeah a good character and it's interesting that they've got the rhino head you know who would think to put you know an earth-based um mammal you know as the head of an upright walking you know monster it's pretty it's quite fun but quite scary at the same time like you say it is good, yeah, especially because they've got the helmet on as well. So I think you could easily assume that that is it. Mm-hmm. And then and they take it off and you've got this other thing, you know, underneath. So, yeah, they are a brilliant design, creation, yeah, everything, really. I oh, do good. I do love I do love a Jadoon. <laughs> something about the way that Tennant delivers the line as well. Again, it just makes me <laughs> appreciate his Doctor so much more now than I did at the time. Just these little mannerisms that he has and yeah. Jadoon and all that sort of stuff. It's just... Yeah, it's great, and he, series three is very good. He is great. Tennant is very, mm. he's great in series three. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely find. I mean, I've always liked Tennant as the Doctor. We'll we'll get on to him at the end, but I've always liked Tennant as the Doctor. But I would never put him up there as my favourite. I know he's your favourite, isn't he? Of the new Doctors. Of the new Doctors, yeah. Yeah, I'd never put him up there as a favourite. But the more we watch him for the podcast, the more I just absolutely love him as the Doctor. He's great. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about him and Martha then, because I wanted to spend mm. some time about these two, because essentially the episode is around is about these two. Yeah. And the, you know, their slow um, sort of meet, meeting towards the end. So it all sort of culminates in that end scene where um, Martha, you know, gets proven that, you know, he can travel in time and all that stuff. But, and then yeah. she, you, we have that wow moment that all companion, or most companions have when they step inside the TARDIS and then they go back out again and, and all that stuff. And then, so that's how it culminates, isn't it? But then in between that, they're sort of living. You know, they're very separate beings, if you like, mm. throughout the episode. And then slowly towards the end, as they work together, you know, to solve the, the, the case, if you like, they sort of become close. And then they have that. Uh, it, it's it's really good to see the Doctor with a companion that's got that very definitive line. Because up to that mm. point, it was all Rose. And even when Martha's inside the TARDIS, he's like, you don't think you're replacing her. And all that. Yeah. So we, we still have that element of the romantic side of things with the Doctor and Rose that was got a bit sort of heavy towards the mm. end of series two. Um, so it's nice just to have that, you know, a bit of a bit of a fresh air moment where the Doctor's got a new companion, but there's no romantic side to it. It's just the Doctor with someone else off traveling, new adventures. You know, it's good. It's a good feeling to have that and not be bogged down with the whole emotional side of things that we have with Rose. Yeah, definitely. I think we we definitely needed that after the, the oh, yeah. you know after all the tears of series two at the end. Um, yeah, and I'll tell you what I love is I love the way the Doctor selects Martha in a sense. It's quite interesting because he's travelling on his own, isn't he? And he's almost like uh, his own. You know, he's, he's he's doing his own investigations. Like he's checked himself into hospital because he's you know detected that something's going on there and all that. So he's travelling on his own, which I like. And then he yeah, when I say he selects Martha, he he works out that she's asking like the right questions is why yes. it's how I'd put it. Yeah. Cause there's another assistant there that's kind of falling apart. <laughs> and I think he says something like leave her. She'll only slow us down. So he's already decided that, you know, this girl's got her head screwed on. She's, you know, yeah. she's not phased by what's going on. She's asking the right questions. This is the kind of, you know, assistant I want by my side, uh, maybe not assistant, but you know, I mean, this is the person I want with me in this situation. So I like that because it gives us another insight into why the doctor picks who he travels with. You yeah. know, he'd already decided that the other girl would just be a hindrance. Um, and that Martha would, would probably be, you know, somebody needed with him. So I like that it gives us another little element to her character and also the doctor's character as well. Yeah. And mm. it's those little mini interactions that, that build up and up and up throughout the episode, which I quite like mm. to the point where the Martha literally has to save his life. Cause there's that really oh, quite yeah. emotional scene, isn't there? Where, so we first have it where, it, I mean, it, this for me was, it sort of spoke about a, a dark time to come for the doctor because the way in which they, he has to take out, you know, the, the um, old Finnegan, she's got those two, sort of assistance and what we see we don't see their faces it's just the bike helmet oh, and the bike helmet and yeah so the doctor and martha take one of them out with the x-ray machine yeah and it's quite if you ha if you if this is the first time you're watching uh tenants uh doctor 
you have no idea of what's to come. But we know that in the end of, you know, at the very end of the Doctor's run, that's how he gets, not killed, but that's how his Doctor comes to an end, by mm. absorbing all the radiation. I know there's a much larger amount. Yeah. But in this scene, he kind of laughs it off, which is... That's the scene with the shoe, isn't it? He's like, quite, oh, there's nothing to a Time Lord or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and that, what, that's what makes it a bit mm. of a sad moment almost because he absorbs mm. all that radiation, doesn't he? And then he does that funny dance and he says he's putting it all into his shoe and throws it in a bin. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it, it, it just gets laughed off because I assume at this point, Russell T. Davis didn't know how he was going to you know, yeah. do that regeneration and get rid of David Tennant. Well, not get rid of, but, you know, um, you know, get, you know, change the doctor into another one. So at this mm. point, it's just a, it's a funny scene, but for us that know how the doctor, how Tennant's doctor sort of ends its run, it's quite bittersweet in a way, because why mm. couldn't he have been like this at the end? You know? Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought of that, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that at all, but now you say it, so that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Cause he laughs it off because he absorbs all the radiation and it does that funny yeah. thing where he puts it all into his shoe and throws it in a bin. And Martha's like gobsmacked. She's like, you're mm, mad. Yeah. You're mad. And yeah. then he says something funny like, Yeah, you're right. Would be look walking around with weird walking around with one shoe. So he puts his shoe back on and then that's it. We're back on with the story. So is that where his Sonic gets it as well? There's a bit where the Sonic gets destroyed, uh, which yeah. I'd forgotten about. Later on. Like, oh no, the Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, a bit later yeah. on, yeah. yeah. He's really upset, isn't he, as well? <laughs> he is. So Martha and the Doctor, I think, because we know obviously of uh Tenet's Doctor at this point. We've gone through mm-hmm. series two, so we know, you know, how, how great he is. And it, it is nice. It does feel like a, a nice little reset for the Doctor to be travelling with somebody else. And I think Freeman in this one, I think we've said a few times in the past that she's not the best actress. I think I think she's good. She's good in I this. Really she's good like in this. She is good mm. in this, but I've there are quite a few episodes with her. Well, not quite a few. There's I would say about half of her episodes. I think to myself, uh, you know, she's not just some of the scenes especially emotional scenes you know I, th- I just feel like she's not she can't put a hundred percent into it mm. I, that's just my feeling on some things but i think in this first one she is she is good and we do we do take a liking to martha i don't think there are many people that watch this one and think oh i don't like her she she is very likable I, I really like it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I do know where you're coming from to an extent, and I know a lot of people agree with you because um, I there are some people out there that really don't like Martha, and there are some that, like you said, just think she's a bit meh. Um, I've always really liked her. I think I've, I've always really liked the interaction between her and the Doctor, and sometimes I actually feel sorry for her because, you know, Tennant's Doctor can be, I wouldn't say harsh to her, but I'm thinking of the episode where, He's human and um, <laughs> uh, what's it called human nature and, and the family. But, you know, he can be quite he does put Martha through it sometimes, I yeah, think, yeah. you know, and uh, we've got this whole unrequented love story line going on underneath um, <laughs> sometimes, which I know a lot of people don't like. Um, but I, I gen- generally, generally, I really like them together. I, I think they're a good pairing up um the unrequited love thing yeah sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't for me it does work at the end because i do love her last speech to the doctor about you know my friend always says if you don't someone doesn't love you back get out and all that i always think that's a great speech from martha that's cool so for me i don't mind the un you know unrequited love thing um i know we would have just liked it if it had been a clean break which is why it's so great when we get um 
Catherine Tate in the next series, we really do get that. You know, she's not interested in Doctor at all. And mm -hmm. it's almost a shame, actually, when we get that fantastic scene at the end of this episode with the Doctor and Martha, where he's showing around the TARDIS and he's saying, you're not replacing her and, and, and all that. And she turns around and says, good, because I'm not even remotely interested. And it would have been good if they'd cut it there, because then we then get a scene of her sort of looking to the console quite upset quite down, and you think yeah. oh no yeah. she didn't she does actually fancy him oh dear yeah. so i don't know it would have been probably more interesting if she hadn't sort of been in love with him it would but, have been yeah but it doesn't bother me as much as it does some people i i think she's probably let me think yeah i think she's one of my favorite new i know a lot of people don't like the phrase new who but you know what i'm saying from the new series I think she's one of my favourites. So Donna's my favourite. And then I think possibly Martha. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about the rest. I don't I, like, I don't want to do a list. I don't want Colin Baker <laughs> kicking off um, when he phone. listens to the show because yeah. we know he listens. But but I do. She is up there. I do really like her and David Tennant together. I think they work really well. Hmm. Yeah, they do. And uh, Martha's um, my wife's favourite companion. So whenever we want to watch Shit. any uh, newer Doctor Who, and I mm. say to her, "What you know? Let's stick some who on. Who do you want to watch?" She will always go for uh, a tenant and uh, uh, sorry, uh, Martha Jones and the Doctor from Series Three. Yeah, yeah. No, so I've seen quite she's a bit. Good. <laughs> seen, <laughs> I've seen the Martha episodes quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's go to scores. Is there anything else you want to mention? I mean, the music was quite good. I really like uh, the the Murray Gold stuff in this. It's quite. It's not too overpowering. There was a couple of bits know. towards the beginning, with like the explosions and stuff. Yeah. Um, when the, when the hospital's being sort of ripped up and put on the moon and stuff. But otherwise, it's pretty good. Yeah. No. Overall, pretty good. Um, the only thing I was going to say is, what did you think? Did you think the effects sometimes looks a bit dated? A little bit. Yeah. A little. Just I mean, they're they're still decent, aren't they? They still work. Um, but there are the, there's the odd mm. bit. I think you sort of think, oh, that that's not as good as I remember. Like I think the bit with the hospital at the end and stuff. But but generally it looks. I mean, it does still look nice. It's a bit like when you watch a classic Doctor episode, you appreciate it for what for the time it was done, and it, it still looks good. Because I like the design of the Jadoon ships, for example. Mm. Very simple, just just like a tube, really. But they yeah. they do look good when they're landing on the moon. So all that sort of stuff. So mm. no, um, I think we've covered it, mate. I just want to say that I think it was. Uh, a nice surprise to sit down. Well, not surprise, but it was a nice episode to sit down and watch. I think it did what it needed to do at the time, which was introduce Martha and give us a bit of fun along the way. Um, and I thought they made for a great pairing from the get-go. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, not up there as a classic, but it's up there as one that I would sit, happily sit and watch. Yeah. yeah. Some nice humour in it too. We touched on that a little bit. It's a really good humour in this, this episode, which Tennant delivers brilliantly right i have yeah. to say he's, yeah. he's really oh yeah just really good the little shop gets a mention which i love <laughs> the little shop yeah <laughs> loves the little shop in the middle of all the mayhem and he just spots the little shop which i thought was great yeah i'm after yeah. nick that clip i think yeah we need that clip don't yeah. we yeah yeah so I, I pretty much agree with you mate it's a it's a good watch very enjoyable nice little isolated story introduction to a new companion got some very funny moments in it um yeah Good stuff. I think it's me to go first. I think it is, yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. You're giving it an eight. Okay, um, I'm only slightly behind you. I'm giving it a 7.5, but a very strong 7.5. I did really enjoy it. I'm not giving it an eight because um, just because the simple is very simple. The, sorry, the story is very simple. So I think it's not a strong 
as perhaps something that I might give an eight to, but I right. did really enjoy it. And lastly, can I just say I love Tennant in the blue suit and red converse Ooh, combo. Yeah. I love that combo. He's rocking the blue suit in this. So yeah, very good. Very cool. What did our listeners think? Let's kick off with an audio review. This is Joe Sweeney. Hello again, Adam. Hope you guys are well. Smith and Jones is one of the um, good stories out of um, series three. It's the episode that gives um, Mon Hu um, a fresh, like bringing a new companion since after the departure of Rose. Great in- introduction of um, Martha and um, Verjadoon. And um, and David was very good. Um, Freema um, gave a decent performance um, um, for her first um, run as a new companion. Um, The plasma fall was, I'm not too overly fussed about, but I do like the slabs. I thought they they presented themselves very well. I like the black leather jacket and... Crash helmet. I thought I thought that looked really awesome, and the story sets out perfectly. And I, I like the idea of how the hospital being transported to the moon, and and also I thought the TARDIS interior looks so much. It looks it looks so much better of it being brightened up, um, compared to the other two series where it's all dark and um and glowy. But but um, don't get me wrong, um, it is still um, um, a good interior, but I much more prefer it more brighter. But um, other than that, um, a good episode and um, a good way to kick off with Series 3. So I'll give it a solid 8 out of 10. Nice one, Joe. Oh, Joe's on par with you there. 8 yeah. out of 10. A uh, good point about the TARDIS interior. Uh, with, yeah. With the first two series, it, it is dark with like these turquoise green glows everywhere. And this one, it is much lighter there, isn't that? Mm. You know, so much of a, so a bit of a change up there, which is not a bad thing. It does look, does look, does look nice. nice. I still love that. And that I think they went interior. the other, yeah, mm. I think they went the other way. I think towards the end of Tenant's run, it does get darker again, but just without the turquoise hues and glows. Yeah. 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 It's still cool. Uh, over on Twitter, a good friend Loopy Lou says, I absolutely love this story. Uh, well paced and great fun. The Juduna fantastic in their sexy leather skirts and rock boots. <laughs> uh, really strong introduction to Martha, nine out of ten. Excellent. Cheers, Lou. On Facebook, Kevin Mullen says, um, If there is one thing RTD does well, it's introduce characters. Yeah. Uh, within a few, this is what I was talking about earlier. Kevin reminded me of this this thing. He said, "Within a few short seconds, we know everything we need to know about Martha." Uh, story, however, is paper thin, relying on set pieces that, while uh, look good, are just eye candy. Uh, Jadoon looked impressive for sure, uh, but I really just played for laughs and a lot of great actors. Roy Marsden is utterly wasted. Uh, one thing I did enjoy was Anne Reed's performance that dripped with nastiness, despite her looking like a mm-hmm. harmless grandmother. Not the yeah. best, not the worst. Seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Turner says, um, uh, let's get started with my thoughts on Smith and Jones. Opening episode is one of my favorite series openers. Uh, I would admit, as far as I can remember, on my first viewing of this, I was a little unwell. Uh, and the, um, uh, the villain is a highly creative proof of that. I even remember to bring a straw. <laughs> uh, that line right there makes the villain so good, yet so chilling. Uh, love the Jadoon, especially the way they talk. Uh, but my favorite moment has to be the Doctor and his shoe trying to get rid of the itches in his feet. Um, Goes on to say, um, it's a funny watch still to this day, eight out of 10. 
Yep, another 8 out of 10. Another 8, yep. Uh, let's do another audio review. This is um, a first uh, for one of our uh, long-time friends, uh, Adam the Ultimate Whovian. Ah. Hello, Gary and Adam from the Big Good Box podcast. Adam the Ultimate Whovian here. And Smith and & Jones, well, I personally think this is a very good story. It puts Martha in the foreground. She, you get him to know about her, her home life and everything. And you're, you're getting into what Martha's lifestyle really is like. It's not as good... And then the Doctor comes in, very mysterious, you're not quite sure. And I think that's a perfect way to introduce a series, I think, after all that stuff with Rose. This episode isn't important to me, maybe because of that. Well, probably it is a little bit. But this was the very episode that I became a Doctor Who fan. I became a Doctor Who fan because of this episode. I had memories of Series 1 and 2, but until I watched this episode, I was hooked for the rest of it. I was hooked on Doctor Who. And it would have only been ten years this episode aired and it makes me feel old but I've kept loving the show and listening in to your podcast stuff and thank you for entertaining and thank you 10 years on from when this episode broadcast it's absolutely mad take care guys thank you very much Adam cheers Ed well I never knew that was his is the one that got him into it that's amazing isn't that great you know when you hear from people mm. that say this is the one that yes that got me yeah. into it yeah it's cool uh, back on Facebook, Jeff Waddle says, Yo, fo, do, no, po, lo, so, to, ho, ho, ho. He says, that's Jadunian for five out of ten. It's okay, but have a wonderful Christmas. <laughs> Cheers, Jeff, you too. <laughs> uh, George Coppen says, not the greatest start to a series, but at the same time, not the worst. Uh, but it's still one of my favourite seasons. Love series three. And Martha, this is a great introduction to both. Six out of ten. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, Stacey Gallagher. Sorry, Stan Stacey. I always say that. Stan Stacy Gallagher says, mm. loved Martha and the Doctor in this. Uh, I'll give the story 6 out of 10. Uh, Mark Mooney, fun series opener, nothing too taxing, 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Mark Atkinson, one of the stronger season openers of the RTD era. Whole thing had a confidence to it. Uh, I love the Doctor's blue suit, 8 out of 10. Cheers, Mark. Yeah, I love that suit. Matt Webb, uh, hi, Adam and Gary. Tennant and Freeman are nothing short of brilliant in this story. Uh, the episode itself uh, served as a great debut for Martha and the Jadoon. The only problem I have with it is the vampiric old lady isn't much of a compelling antagonist. Uh, overall, though, a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, another 8. Uh, Sammy Satine, she says, uh, there's a plasmavore on the loose in a hospital and the Jadoon are trying to arrest it. Uh, they can't arrest it on Earth, so they transport the entire thing to the moon. Uh, the doctor, having noticed the plasma coils around the hospital, has decided to check it out and find out what's going on. Uh, she says, I love the Jadoon, uh, Jad- they look amazing, they have their own language and a strict adherence to the rules. She also loves the design, um, the rhinoceros space police, they're brilliant. Uh, she goes on to say, the actor who plays um, uh, Mr. Stoker does a great job. Um, uh, I feel sad that he will never see his daughter again. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, Freema does a great job in this, she likes Martha. Um uh, she had a job, a family, ultimately gave up traveling to go with, uh, with the Doctor. Uh, David is, of course, brilliant as per usual. I love how this story moves along. And I like how not only is the Doctor thinking of reasons why this is happening, but also Martha is thinking that too. Um, she goes on to say, difficult to portray um, that they are running out of air uh, towards the end. But I think it did a reasonably good job of that. Very brave of Martha uh, to sacrifice her last bit of air to save the Doctor. Uh, she gives it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Well, cheers, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, she says, apologies for the long comment. Uh, if, uh, then again, if Gary manages to read it out word for word, I will be mightily impressed. Sorry, Sammy, I didn't read everything because we're going to run out of time otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis Palmer says, oh, the memories. Yes, it's another early nostalgic childhood story for me. I just love it. Everything about it just screams Doctor Who. 
Uh, the Jadoon are great and have been used well since the story aired, popping up in the Sarah Jane adventures and making cameos here and there. Uh, the Plasmavore uh, is unique and unintentionally hilarious with the straw quote. It's also a really unique concept uh, with the whole hospital being transported to the moon. Um, Martha is introduced very well. And the final scene uh, that just has awe and magic that no other show can give. Uh, definitely a nine out of ten. Yeah, well, another high school. Uh, let's do our last audio review. This is Jay Kent. Hey, Gary and Adam, I hope you're all good. Now, Smith & Jones, certainly one of my favourite series openers. I don't know what it was about this, whether it was nostalgia or whatever, but there was some kind of fuzzy feeling when watching this. Just seeing high-angled shots of extras running about and panicking filled me with a sense of, ah, yes, this is Doctor Who. It had a really nice feel to it, what was running about corridors, and it was all filled with excitement and fun, which is a word that I'd never thought would work with a story about people suffocating on the moon. The Jadoon were, and always have been, a fun alien, but one I think has been ruined due to pointless cameos in the Moffat era, just like the Ood and whatnot, but the direction was certainly unique in this episode with jarring close-ups and everything. And while what usually might be off-putting, I can't help but to love everything about it. The whole thing just felt so human. The arguments with Martha's family and the reactions to everything, it was believable and humble and it's something I wish the show would go back to. Overall, this episode always sits with me well and I adore it. An 8 out of 10 for me. Hope you have a go show, bro, and I'll see you next time for show start to <laughs> mm-hmm. <doing> speaking it <laughs> cheers jay uh, nice jay another eight out of ten there mm. and a bit of jadoonian speaking there as well yeah nice uh, last couple on facebook miles mckenzie uh, smith and james what a great episode love how the jadoon were created because of david not being able to say un without going back to his english accent oh didn't know that uh, the story was very well paced and a great way to introduce the companion uh, the Doctor proving you can travel in time was very clever, and a shame we don't see these tiny, wee, timey-wimey things these days. Uh, mm-hmm. The villain was an interesting concept, and how she drinks uh, uh, blood to cover her true identity. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, yeah. And lastly, cool. Joseph Howarth um, says, uh, it's a pretty good opening episode to Series 3. Martha establishes herself very well in her first appearance. I think she's quite underrated as a companion, and I don't understand mm-hmm. the fuss that's been made about her, and I support her 100%. Uh, there's a good amount of comedy in this one, especially the Doctor trying to get rid of the radiation. Um, uh, uh, the Jadoon are very good. I think uh, uh, they are quite unique in how they speak and look, and I think they are overdue another appearance. Uh, maybe um, they've been neglected since Stolen Earth, and I'd really like to see them uh, in the, the uh, when Chibnall becomes head writer. Uh, the actress who played the shape-shifting Plasma 4 did a great job. Uh, the Jadoon sounds more like a parrot squawking than agonising Death's cry. Um, the only negative I have for this story is the subplot involving Martha's parents. Um, goes on to say, um, uh, the truth uh, in the subplot with Francine, along with her husband, was ultimately pointless. Uh, it wasn't needed. It doesn't advance the story, and I just don't care about Martha's family. Um, they're not interested in the slightest, <laughs> and they're only there to introduce Martha as a new companion. But anyway, uh, it's a great episode. Uh, to kick off series three, Tenet is on top form. Uh, what more can one ask? Eight out of ten. Yeah, okay. Anything on the Geeks handbag page from you? Oh, yes, I did. I uh, had one from uh, Patrick Sherwood who says, uh, This story, well, I love it. I think it's great. It's not the best Temp Doctor story now, is it? But for what it is, I love it. So altogether, he's going to give it a nine out of ten. Um, yeah, so Patrick, another fan. I have to say, we've had quite a lot of positive comments for this story and it is one that i rarely hear people talking about um so whether it's a little 
Hmm. forgotten gem or because i i never i mean as i said m- me myself i never watched this and you know since it was first on tv so i don't know why i didn't go back to it but it is a story that i very rarely hear yes yeah, so two fans talking yeah. about and yet all pretty much all the comments bar maybe one or two yeah pretty positive weren't they so Absolutely. i'm really pleased yeah. about that yeah so maybe if you haven't watched this one for a while maybe go back and give it a watch um and just lastly before we go end this one we were just talking a lot about Martha's family. Yeah. One thing I forgot to say is that I really like that um, Martha's cousin gets a mention because Freema Argerman, is that how you say her name? Argerman, yep. Ad- I think. Yep. Argerman. She was in, she did pop up in the, um, in the story previously, didn't she? I, I can't remember the story. So the one with the side men, the Daleks and Canary Wharf. Um, she was in that. And I think when she was cast as a companion, people were like, oh, but she's already been in it. And they do make a cross-reference to that being Martha's cousin to sort of get around the fact that she'd already oh, been in yeah. the show, yeah. which I thought was a really nice little touch. She didn't Ooh. really need to be there, but it was a nice little sort of inclusion just to sort of get that yeah, get that out of the way to say, oh, that was her cousin. That's why, you know, so, yeah. Clever. More of, yeah, more greatness from RTD. Yeah. Right, next week. Yeah, which will be our kind of Christmas episode, if you like, and our last one of the year. Yeah. Uh, we are going to do a Christmas special. And one of we your favourites, one of Adam's all-time faves. <laughs> what are we going to do next week, dude? Well, we're going to do... Hang on. There must be a typo here, Gary. <laughs> this can't be right. <laughs> it is. It says yeah. we're doing the Doctor, the Widow, the Wardrobe. <laughs> we no, are indeed we're not surely we are, we are oh we are oh come on let's get the festive who the doctor going. the widow the wardrobe yeah right okay i i must admit this is another one i have only ever watched once um and that was enough but it will be good to go back and see <laughs> why good, good's not the word that i would use at the moment I just, but... I honestly i watched it yeah i watched it on christmas day and i have never watched it since so yeah but our we'll views see. might change, though. It you might. Never know. It might, yeah. yeah. So next it week. It won't. But, uh, no, no, it might. It might. So the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe is up for review next week. And I think we're going to end there on 121. Yay! Thank you so much for sticking with us and listening through episode 121. It's been fun, as always. It's been show. For sure. A couple of good news bits. Whether you want to get involved in the discussion around Capaldi leaving or not. Uh, I've seen so much of it, as always. I know. On Twitter and so on. But uh, we'll wait and see what the great man decides to do. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check out the trailer for the Xmas special, do a search for that on YouTube, Twitter, whatever. It's plastered everywhere. Go and get your 20 seconds worth of Crimbo special before it goes out next week. It's Christmas next week. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Literally can't believe it. Yeah. Check out the uh, the fan mag as well, which is free download. Head over to hootopia.ca. You can download issue 30. which have got an interview with Mr. Davison. And also, if you're into your merch, your Tops cards, look for a link in our show notes or just do a search for the Tenth Doctor Tops Wide Vision cards. They look good. Mm, they do. And let us know if you've picked up or are going to pick up this uh, 
TARDIS desk tidy to stick your pens in and other desk paraphernalia. Tell us what the quality's like. <laughs> Head over to our website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk or .com. I can, I'm always undecided which one I'm going to say. Uh, let's go with .co.uk today. You can listen to all the previous episodes and you can also link off to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. And you can also link off to iTunes. And if you are an iTunes subscriber, if you could give us a link, uh, a link. If you're an iTunes subscriber, if you could give us a review and a rating, that would be awesome. That really helps. Remember to check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. Yeah. Do a search for The Geek's Handbag on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. Give him a subscribe and a like and a follow and all that jazz. Do it now. Seriously, though, loads of good videos from Adam. Lots and lots of good stuff over there. Next week, The Doctor, The Widow and The Wardrobe. So look out for the Facebook and Twitter stuff to give us your thoughts on that one. May need a glass of mulled wine to get through that one. Indeedy. Until next week, my name's (laughs) Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... Uh... uh...